welcome to the Wilco Podcast. Worship Leaders Collective is a worship community of over 32,000 worship leaders from 99 countries around the world. You can check us out online at worshipleaderscollective.com or type in Worship Leaders Collective on Facebook to get connected for free today. Our hope is to help equip you with the tools and resources you need so that you can be who God's called you to be and do what he's called you to do. You've been called for such a time as this. Listen up as we dive into another episode of the Wilco Podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Wilco Podcast. I have no idea what episode this is going to be, but (laughs) I am super pumped to have a friend that I didn't actually have a face-to-face face to um, who, you know, has just been a tremendous blessing in my life. He's a tremendous blessing to the body of Christ. And some people don't even put necessarily his name, um, behind what he started years ago. And it's my friend, John Mana. Hey, John. What's up? I almost called you Mana. Hey, Mana. I'm sure you've heard all the jokes. Oh yeah. Your last name. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> But John uh, started this little community. I can say that facetiously because it's not little, you know, and so I know it won't hurt your feelings. No, no. Um, Called Worship Drummer. Come on. Like, so awesome. My son would be freaking out right now if he knew I was talking (laughs) to you. I didn't tell him. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't tell him. And uh, But anyway, you have just blazed trails and paved the way for, for so many. And... You know, that's one of the reasons why we asked you today, um, not just because you're a trailblazer, but you've really gone the distance in ministry and that doesn't come without a lot of sacrifice, surrender Mm -hmm. and heart. So we just, we just love you guys. We love what you're doing and we love your heart to help worship teams, you know, worship leaders, pastors, you know, go the distance um, and encourage and equip them along the way, because, you know, how do you know, we need encouragement. We need so much encouragement right now. But John also is a pastor, senior pastor. Uh, him and his wife are serving at Weston Road Pentecostal Church in North York, Ontario. Did I get yes, that right? 100% right. Yeah, awesome. And we were chatting uh, before we started recording here. And we have so many of the same friends here, as all Canadians do, yes. in this crazy small land called Canada and no we don't have dog sleds and no we don't live in igloos <laughs> you know we've heard it all right we yeah. have heard it all <laughs> um could be fun but no thanks um right. but anyway John welcome today so glad to have you here wait I just want to say also off the bat thank you that was like a a pretty glorious intro but I don't feel all of that all the time um, so thank you for your kind words and thank you for what you do with, uh, Wilco. It's, you know, something super cool. I just like your son would find out about this and would be excited. I told my wife, I'm like, Hey, tomorrow I'm, uh, I have this podcast interview in the calendar with Wilco. And she's like, really? Why you? <laughs> so, uh, thank you. I'm humbled and I'm honored and love what you've been doing to bless um, the church at large, capital C church. Yeah. Come on. You know, why you, why not, <laughs> you know, and, you know, here we really love to invite people that just really have a heart 
and steward and, and shepherd well the ministry and the people that God has around them. And we really, really uh, honor you guys and, and love what you're doing. Um, but, you know, we had some texts going back and forth last week or earlier this week. Um, but, uh, you know, we're kicking around some ideas for things that we could talk about because we could go the worship drummer route, you know, which, right. you know, maybe maybe we'll do that another time because I think there would be a great conversation to be had with like even worship drummer, worship leader, um, you know, component in relationship. Um, but I really wanted to pick your brain because you guys have been leading um, and have led like so many pastors, high fives and, you know, so much thank you to pastors who have not given up, who have not quit through what has been one of the hardest seasons of many people's lives, yeah. as we know it, as we know it. Right. And um, burnout's real. Exhaustion is real right now. Fatigue is real. And just even, you know, I think just the fallout you know, cause we are seeing some, you know, whether it's psychological or emotional, you know, all the things and physically, you know, that's what we're going to really get into, but you know, the fallout from the pandemic. And so one of the things that I had asked you in the text was, Hey, John, like maybe like perhaps we could have a conversation centered around helping equip leaders, teams, whoever, you know, we can, we can spread the net wide to go the distance. How can we help um, our teams, our staff, our leaders be like leaders who don't grow weary. You know, can we can see this in Isaiah, you know, yeah. um, have you not ho- known, have you not heard, you know, and, you know, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, you know, so you can see in all of that, that there is a way, there is yeah. a way to run like those who don't grow weary. Galatians 6, 9 says, don't grow weary in well-doing, you know, maybe you're going to bring that up, but you know, for in due season, you will reap if you will not faint. So that's right. I could answer some of my own questions, but I'm not here to answer those questions. You know, maybe I'll add a couple of thoughts in here, but I would really love to hear from you. So before I ask you like specific questions, I just want to give you the floor and maybe just share some introductory thoughts. Yeah. So I'm going to go way back to Bible college days, my senior sermon, which it was odd that I was asked or allowed, I should say, to to preach a senior sermon in Bible school because I didn't do the pastoral minor. I did the music minor. So okay. um, I didn't take, you know, your intro to preaching or hermeneutics or any of those classes, which you're supposed to if you're going to preach. Um, but my senior sermon title was Never Give Up. Awesome. And um I think from early on, God just put it in my spirit to uh, be about the the longer, bigger picture. Uh, and I, the language I use is it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Come on. And so that was my senior sermon. But my introduction to ministry, like a few months later, I preached my first sermon to the youth group on July 8th, 2005. It was a Friday night. Two days Must later, have been my, memorable because oh, you remember the day. Well, check you sound this. Sound like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, I'm not that old. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I preached the sermon, and and exactly what I was praying and believing for, like young people to come to the altars. The title of that message was "Running Back," like we're running back to the Father. And two days later, my mom dies in a car accident. 
And it was like the best of times, you know, just graduated Bible school, bought my first Volkswagen Golf, you know, uh, lowered it, put sports suspension, like all the things, all the bells and whistles and nothing prepared me for this. And so just like that, my mom was gone. Um, that was my introduction to full-time ministry. And I had friends saying, you should point the finger to God. Um, you know, why did this happen? People in high, like some of my high school friends who came were very upset and they're like, uh, you know, I want to go beat the guy up that hit their car. Um, so I'm, I'm just going back there because it was something that was forged through the fire. And as so I'm, I'm like, well, I have a big decision to make. Is ministry worth it? Or like I did the four years, they were awesome. I experienced God. I grew in my relationship with him, but I'm done. And this is like too much. So that was my beginning. Obviously I'm in ministry today. So you know which decision or which side I landed on. And as, um, as the years pass, like ministry had, it has its ups and downs. It has its successes and failures. And so fast forwarding to maybe the last two years, mm -hmm. um, it was unprecedented again. Right. And it was like nothing. I don't think any pastor alive today has ever had to lead through. Yeah. And for me, I just said, Hey, this thing is not going to last forever. Right. And, and so if, if Lord, you could help me wait out and not just wait, meaning like we didn't do anything, but if, if you could just help me lead through this very difficult, you know, who knows what's going to happen next moment in history. Right. I know that, you know, you're not done with the church. Jesus promised he's still building the church. So, Hey God, would you hold my hand through this? help me to lead my staff and our church through this because yes. no one knew what the heck was going on. Right. Um, but I, I knew that, okay, if, if we could get through it, God's still God. And mm -hmm. on the other side of this, he's still building his church. So, That's right. um, so that was kind of like the overall, you know, mm -hmm. how I kind of approach ministry in general and, um, but if you want to get more specific, the last two years, I'll be very honest. Um, uh, I draw, like Craig Rochelle says, I'd rather be a leader who's always real than one who's always right. right. Yeah. So, so, so good. This whole interview is me not thinking I have everything together and that's why I'm on this episode, Perfect. Uh, but, but just to be real. So I have three young children all in elementary school and my wife's a teacher. So when we were home doing school online, it was a gong show because um, oh, wow. my son was not even in JK yet. He just started this past September. Right. So, so I had a young son, three and a half years old. My daughter was in kindergarten and then my son was like grade three and they're all trying to do stuff online. And then my youngest, my mm -hmm. wife's trying to teach. So she's like, keep, and she taught from this office here. She's like, keep the kids out. And oh my goodness. And then Tuesday morning, I'm trying to do staff meeting on Zoom <laughs> from the couch. <laughs> um, if I had hair, I would have pulled it all out. And so there were many, like the way I shifted was, 
right now I just got to not go crazy. Right. And, and I told our staff, listen, after Tuesday, um, like we had, I had interruptions for our staff meetings, like mm -hmm. every 10 minutes with a kid right here at my shoulder. But I said, listen, after staff meeting, we know what we got to do. I said, mm -hmm. uh, let's use Slack. Let's stay in touch uh, on the important things. But like, hey, we're all trying to navigate this and not lose our minds. Right. Right. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know how many times I... We prayed for our congregation, especially for the parents who had kids in school, you know, because the kids could go to school, then they couldn't go to school. And I just said, I just want to give praise to God that my kids aren't in school anymore. They're in universities. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord knew I would not be able to do that. It was not a grace that I had on my life. But Man. yeah, thank God for grace. Hey, you didn't pull yeah. your hair. Well, maybe you did pull your hair out. Maybe, maybe, maybe you did lose your hair in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the other interesting thing I'll throw in the mix is we didn't have a media person at church. So I was the guy I had yeah. been the guy and it was like, okay, create graphics for uh, slides and announcements. It's not that crazy. I was used mm -hmm. to that, but like the pivot to online only, mm-hmm added 16 hours of filming and then editing for the first part, like Tuesdays, we'd go to church, film worship. Yeah. I would take home the audio and video from that and start mixing it, editing it. And then, um, you know, finish at some point Wednesday morning, start working on my sermon. Cause Thursday I got to preach it yep. to myself alone in the sanctuary with my iPhone um, one time, uh, I, I had pressed play and for some reason, three times, like I preached the whole entire message and then three, the three times in a row it failed. So I, I called my wife. I'm like, I'm coming home. I'm done. And, uh, anyways, yeah, it was wild. Like I'm sure everyone else's experience yeah, was so many stories. Um, so I'll stop there or else I'll just like, keep going on it. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. So you know, we were talking about Isaiah, we were talking about Galatians 6, 9. Um, I really believe that there is a way, you know, the Bible talks about like that, that we can run like those who don't grow weary. Let me finish that thought. But so often in scripture, we can see that the life that God has called us to run is the apostle Paul will view it as a race, you mm -hmm. know? And just like you said, you know, we're not in a sprint, we're in a marathon. And some of us need to change, you know, as soon as we hear race, you know, like psychologists will hold up a card and like, what's your first thought when you, you know, when you see this and people could say, you know, see race and then they're yeah. like sprints, you know, and, and God's like, no, 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 no. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Yeah. And what we need is endurance. What we need is endurance. How do we run like those who don't grow weary and have the endurance the Bible talks about so that we will not give up so that we won't lose hope. We will not quit. So many people want to quit. And I'm just like, I even just preached that in Chicago, like at worship innovators. I'm like, don't quit. Yeah. Don't quit. And I know this is like, just like a common thing. You know, the enemy is just trying to get people to throw in the towel. You know, you know how many of our pastor friends quit during COVID? Yeah. So many. Yeah. 
so many, you know, and like, even like, you know, how many, how many churches right now need youth pastors or how many churches right now need worship pastors and worship leaders? So many. And, you know, I really feel that many people just got tired, you know, and if we allow physical exhaustion to go too long, our soul gets weary, you know, then we can fall prey to defeat and discouragement and hopelessness. And we can start thinking about things so long that we think about a lie so much that it becomes truth. And then we adopt this truth and we throw in the towel and we're like, you know, it's like, you know, you, it's like, you've tried to record that message three times and you (laughs) call your spouse and you're like, that's it. You know, and I think, you know, we can fall prey to that in the story of our entire life. And, you know, it's just like, I can hear those great cloud of witnesses over all of us, over the big C church, just saying, keep going, keep going. You can do this. You just need to slow down. You just need to slow down. Um, So on that note of, you know, just slowing down and running like those who don't grow weary. What are some of your thoughts to the church or maybe your, some of your thoughts, maybe just like two or three points, two or three like nuggets that you could give to us of, you know, how, how can we run like those who don't grow weary so that we can have that ministry that really goes the distance for the, for the time that God's really ordained it to go. Amen. Yeah. Um, two things and, and then I'll like jump into it. So there was a book that came out from Sean Nepstad called Don't Quit in the Dip. And I like him. I'll I'll be honest, I didn't read the book. (laughs) I bought the book for a lot of friends, but I didn't read it myself. But I understood the premise of uh, everything he was getting at. And uh, and I've been to their church in California. It's awesome church. But um, but that that phrase kind of set the framework for it is a dip and a dip means you're going to come up out of it. So um, that phrase kind of like, John, don't quit in the dip. Don't don't give up. Um, So that was one thing. Another verse that has always spoken to me about, uh, as Michael Todd says, the pace of grace um, is 1 Corinthians 9.24. And Paul writes and he says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, which we were all running, but only one person gets the prize. And then he says, so run to win. Yeah, I love that phrase, that translation. Yeah, Yeah. or run in such a way that you're going to get the prize. And so for like my personal context during COVID and that whole season, was I not supposed to say the C word? No, Um, I don't know. It's going to get flagged now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you, You know, like I was like, okay, what? do I need to do to run so we could win in this dip or in this season so that I'm not going to lose my mar my mind or my marbles. Um, and I'll be honest. I, I remember a board meeting early 2021 where we still had no media director and I was like running hard through all of this. Um, and I, I said to the board, I'm like, I'm just throwing this on the table, but I said, I'm starting to feel tired. Right. We and don't so want to say that we get so worried about saying that out loud. Yeah. Like what and, will happen if I say this? And I, I, and I literally said, um, after that statement, I was like, I, I almost feel like 
it's empty and I'm like scraping from the bottom. You know, when I would in between recording worship and getting ready to preach the Thursday message to an empty room, I was like, I got, I'm, I'm pulling from nothing basically. Mm-hmm. And so I threw the word sabbatical on the table. I said, I don't know what it means. I don't know if I need it, but I feel like, and, and I do want to share how they responded because I didn't know what they would say. Right. And they said, okay, before we get on to that subject of sabbatical, are you using all of your vacation days? Okay. And, and I said, uh, no, not like not nowhere close. And my thought was, well, I have nowhere to go anyway. <laughs> and so they said, um, if you're feeling like this, why don't you take all the vacation that you're supposed to mm-hmm. and, and batch it together? So it was four weeks straight. Right. And they said, then let's reevaluate how you feel. Nice. And I said, okay, let's, let's do it. Um, and so I left four weeks straight and thankfully, uh, I had the staff to, you know, lead through four weeks without me, mm-hmm. which I never had previously either. So that was like something interesting and coming out of the four weeks, I felt fresh. I yeah. felt like what was what, like depleting, like you alluded mm-hmm. to earlier, like when you're mm-hmm. tired, you start to like that guard is down and you don't have much to draw from. And so I came back with fresh vision. We actually did vision Sunday, like not long after my, my, our September launch really. Mm -hmm. Um, So those were some key things, but again, at the back of my mind, it's like, okay, John, how are you going to do this so that you're going to win on the other side of it? So for me, it's like, okay, there's my marriage, there's my family with my three children. And like, obviously my personal relationship with God is at the top of all of that. But then it's like, I'm leading all of these people. And um, part of through this whole season, um, we made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. It was hard in terms of leading our church because I didn't know who was coming or who was going. Um, so from a pastoral care standpoint, we had a lot of people even in our worship team that were like, I'm not available. Like, cause we kind of put it out there. Hey, no judgment. Yeah. Whoever, whoever's available, just let us know. And, you know, we're going to start bringing the worship team in or services are starting to open with people in the room and who's willing right. to serve. It, it was you know, navigating through that and saying, okay, what if I reach out to this person and really they're still, um, they're, they're actually, they've moved on. Right. And then it's super awkward. So in, in all of that, um, it got tiring to like in my brain to think through all of this, Mm -hmm. but, um, I just had to have the mindset of, okay, Here's what your word says. You know, you alluded to, is it Isaiah 40? Yeah. Um, You know, where those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Mm -hmm. They'll mount up with wings as he goes. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Um, So I had to come to a point where, and I call it the letting go. 
And I was like, okay, God, I'm going to do all that I know to do, but I have to trust you with the rest. Right. And, and that's where I began to feel the burden lift where like, I'm not Jesus and I'm not the savior of the world. Only he is. And so as like, obviously I had pastoral duty and pastoral care things that you can't leave undone. But with the, like, if someone was closed off or not responding to emails, I just had to be like, okay, God, I might not got, I might not have them, but you've still got them. Yeah. Um, so as a pastor, that was hard to do, but I, there was a letting go in one sense of, okay, maybe things are not the same for some people. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was difficult. Um, it was hard, even with our dream team, people who serve at church kind of are, are they still committed? Are they even here? Right. We had that, um, those thoughts, they were very real. Totally. And everyone's figuring it out all at the same time, you know, and you're just, you know, you want to shepherd them well, so you don't want to make them tired too. Yeah. And, and you know, we go, you know, far enough down the road as pastors, we're like, okay, it's time to come back though. We got to get planted. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. So yes. again, it comes back to trust and just saying, you know what, Lord, we have to trust you that as we're walking ahead, we're going to find rest at the same time. Amen. You know, and that's, and that's the, you know, walking at in step at a pace with the Holy Spirit so that we are being able to rest and not quit. Yes. You know, like I, I had this picture last night of we had first Wednesday last night at church. And I said to one of the moms, she's got like a million children. And, and she's also in, she's also a teacher assistant at school and phenomenal testimony. These so phenomenal testimony that they have. But I said, are you tired? And she said, I am tired. I said, give me a hug. I said, yeah, I said, I get it. I feel like some of us are just running this marathon right now. And it's like, I'm just like grabbing the, the water, you know, those people that are just like, you know, strategically placed on marathon, yeah. said, but we're just like grabbing all the water, you know, all the water that we can. But I just keep hearing the Lord say, slow down, just keep yes. running or just be a speed walker for Jesus, you know, yes. like, yeah. no matter how ridiculous it looks. And I was sharing this with someone last week. Um, I don't know if it was on a podcast or somewhere. I'm seeing turtles everywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> everywhere and it's like it's like the lord will do those funny little things to just be like slow down it's okay slow yes. down like i was in starbucks the other day and there was a turtle sticker on the table i'm like what are the actual chances that there would be a turtle sticker yeah thank you jesus you're reminding me once again it's okay to slow is okay you know and i think we yeah. just have to even like just like cheer that you know when you go to those whatever those you see it on movies or whatever. I've never been to one. I don't want to slam stuff, but you know, everyone's like chanting like slow is okay. It's everybody saying yeah, yeah, it together, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how we believe it, you know, because the right pace is the pace of, that the Holy Spirit has for you. And we have to be so careful is that when we're running a race, you know, like maybe you were in track, I was in track. I love track. I love long distance running in school, but I was always on those baton relay race, right? And like one of the things they tell you is like, you can't, you don't look to the left or right. Like just, just look ahead. Yes. Because when we, when good. we're comparing ourselves, you know, we, we can stumble, we can trip and we begin to get out of sync with the rhythm, you know, that's actually keeping the momentum 
for us as the runner in that race of moving forward, you know, and not giving up and, and, you know, being able to sustain that pace. So, um, yeah, the Lord just speaking to me, we're, we're speaking to our church right now, like, Hey, just like slow down. Like we're yeah. walking through John Mark Comer's ruthless elimination of hurry. We're kind of late to the party on that one. You know, if, you know, if everyone's trying to be, you know, whatever the rage is, you know, like we always these books going, Hey, have you read this book? Hey, have you read this book? Well, it just seemed like the right time yeah. for our church just to, just to get into that. But I, I love what, um, it was a quote from Corey Ten Boom in there. You know, if the, de- if the devil can't make you a sin, he'll make you busy. Yes. Yeah. He'll make, he'll make you busy, you know, or, or if he can't make you sin, he'll make you a fall prey to comparison, Yeah. you know? Wow. So that you just get tired in your mind and you get tired in your soul because you just feel like you, I'm going to say it out loud. You suck. Yeah. You, we don't suck. <laughs> hey, we're still here. We don't suck. Um, but what's, what is one, so what you said was awesome. I loved what you said, you know, um, what's one more thing or maybe two more things in your tool belt, of practical ways that perhaps you have, you guys have led your teams. Or perhaps you've even talked to your worship team or to your worship director and just say, Hey, um, we're coming out of this. We're coming out of a lot. We just got to slow our roll a little bit so that we can keep going the distance. You know, many people like we're getting healed along the way of what yeah. just happened and that's okay. It needs to happen. What are some, a couple of just practical tips? Yeah. Um, for like for our teams, I, I want to make sure that we were in a good spot. When I say personally, I mean in your personal walk with Jesus. Um, right. One of the reasons, like I think, what helped me refocus is we got so busy. Like in in 2019, we had a, a crazy year of exponential growth at our church. So it it was like, oh, we got to figure this out. And it was like fast paced, intense. And we were like 2020, even better, even crazier. (laughs) And the slowdown Mm -hmm. caused me to to be like, man, maybe we've been so busy doing things for God and we're actually not spending enough time with God. Very good. And and so that um, is something that, And so how does that look like for our staff and for our team? It's like actually stopping. And instead of staff meeting, just be about, okay, we got this conference coming up. Uh, You got this, you got that. And and all the to do's are done. It's like, what's God been speaking to you lately? Right. You know, um, you know, what, what scripture, what's a verse that maybe God's been, because it forces you to stop and slow down long enough to begin to have to, and if you don't have a, an, a scripture or maybe you're like, well, God's not said much to me. It's a good indication that you're just running hard or maybe you're just lazy and, and you're going through the motions. Um, you know, so that is probably the single best thing I could say here. Um, and part of what I said earlier is like, when I had to write those sermons, I had nothing in the tank. It was like scraping from the bottom because I was doing 16 hours of filming, editing, audio production. Like who has time to spend with Jesus when Mm -hmm. you're doing all that stuff. And those four weeks 
Uh, someone said change of pace plus change of pace equals a change of perspective. Oh, that's good. Um, and, and it kind of helped slowing down for four weeks. I'd never done that in ministry ever, mm-hmm. even in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And it felt super weird the first two weeks. Every Sunday morning, I was still getting diarrhea. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I tell my wife, I get nervous, my stomach, you know, for Sunday yeah. for preaching. And right. it took two weeks. Those Sundays, even though I was off, my stomach mm-hmm. still felt tight and in knots. Yeah. And, um, and then finally, I was like, okay, I feel like I've hit that resting point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that shift of perspective started. Uh, the pace changed, the place changed because we did go to, away to right. a cottage. And then I was like, okay, like Jesus, you're, you're here. You want to hang out. You want to talk. Right. And it's me. And he was been, always there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the big, that's the point you're making. But yes. he was always there. Exactly. And not for one moment did he leave you. That's it. So we just got so busy. Like the noise of everything else was turned up loud. And so when I was able to get, and I'll use the expression like in my secret place, then I was like, wow, like God, you have so much that you've been holding for me. And he just began to like give me the download that was pending. Come on, you know, our life, I love what you're saying. And, you know, people are like, well, that's simple. Well, it is simple. Right. It is simple, but we, we forget this, the simplicities that fuel our life, that our life is to be lived out of devotion. You could say devotions, you could, you know, devotion, right. verb, devotions, you know, noun, but, you know, out of devotion to the Lord, because we can't, we can't, you know, you lead on empty long enough, you're just going to quit. You know, it was, I think it, um, it was Wayne Cadero that wrote a book that. Um, Leading on empty. We, yes. We read, read years it. ago. Did you? Yeah, it's very good. And that would be a book I'd recommend to people listening today. And then, you know, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry mm-hmm. by by John Mark Comer. I think these are some of the books in our arsenal as leaders that we need to read again. It's like the tale of three kings, you know, like it's just one of those, like, keep it, keep it in the shelf. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to want to read this again. You're going to want to pass it on. But, you know, I just really hear the Lord telling the church, slow down. And it was what I was concerned about through COVID is that people would try to make up for lost time. But yeah. it's, it's like doctors say, you can't actually make up for lack of sleep. You lost it. It's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can practice new rhythms of rest to be more rested in the future. But we cannot make up for a lack of what happened or what didn't happen during the pandemic. And we're not supposed to. Right. Jesus is this great, amazing redeemer who restores time, who creates time, who makes time, you know, and life is more, if we could be more journey people in Jesus name and less destination people and realize that the destination is today. Mm. The destination is now the destinations in five minutes from now, you know, that they're really, I don't know what, you know, I don't want to get all philosophical. Someone said something and I'm doing my master's right now. And someone said something in class the other day. And it was like, it was comparing two chairs and they're like, what is the chair? I'm like, am I in a philosophy class right now? Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to get weird and like start sounding all phil- philosophical, but you know, like the destination and the journey, like, I just see it as like this one, yes, Jesus is the prize, you know, where focus is on him, but this, like the destination, the journey, 
let's enjoy these moments. And, and yeah. often these, this tough, like even pandemic, like I, we totally relate to you, you know, like similar, like my husband was doing everything and we all had to learn how to be awesome. Whatever our awesome was. I'm saying that facetiously. If you guys yeah. can't see my fingers right now, you know, they're in quotes, you know, um, you know, doing our best to do, to do all the things, you know, and, you know, but yet we look back on those moments and what seems so hard and like so impossible and so exhausting, I think for many of us literally brought us to the end of ourselves where all we had was Jesus, yeah, you know, and like Corey Ten Boom also said this, like, you'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. And, and I pray in Jesus name that that's one of the things that we learn that we don't forget that Jesus is all we need. And Jesus is all we have yet. Not I, but Christ that lives in me, you know, in this life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God, you know, who gave his life for me. So, you know, may we rid ourselves of all the things we think we need to do and all the things I'm not saying, don't get a plan, you know, not get a vision, you know, write the vision down, have a cut. Yeah. I love that. You know, I think that's important for us, but in Jesus name, may we stay in sync with the unforced rhythms of his grace that, you know, the message paraphrase talks about and stay in sync with the Lord and have rest, create intentional moments of rest along the way yeah. that we can run like those who don't grow weary. Because, you know, when we run like those who don't grow weary, we're being faithful to a faithful God. We're saying, you know what? I trust you. I'm going to let go. Like that was what you had talked about. Like that was yeah. an amazing thing that you talked about was, that aha moment for you guys was letting go. We just yeah. got to let go, let go of control and put our absolute, I'm putting my, my spouse in your hands. I'm putting my children in your hands. You know, we're putting the to-do list in your hands. We're putting our church in your hands. We don't even know what we're doing anyway. <laughs> right. We don't even know how yeah. to get to tomorrow, let alone figure out today. Exactly. And, and yet we get through all of that and we're like, well, that was actually beautiful. How do we look back on that? Like I look at some of that and it was like so frustrating and everything, but I look back on some of that and it was just so beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, if we can keep continuing giving thanks to all of it, I can only imagine the beauty, yeah. the beauty for the church Come in the on. days ahead. So yeah, let's just slow down. And I just want to add an encouragement at the end of what you just said, Galatians 6, 9, right? We like the idea of reaping the harvest because we're like, I deserve it or I'm worthy of it. But the condition that's tied to it is if we never give up. Right. So there's some, right. there's still a, there's a requirement. It can't just be all God and nothing from us. So right. we still have to show up. We still do our part. We do have to slow down, spend time with Jesus. And as we're doing this, you know, he's guiding our steps like that rudder and a degree off could be monumental later on. So that's why it's important to hear him. But as we're not giving up, even if we get it wrong, there's the correct, you know, slight correction. Mm -hmm. We will reap the harvest that was promised. That's right. So. That's so just, good. We're going to end it there. That was a <laughs> word from the Lord. You will reap the harvest, you guys, of what was promised to you yeah. from the Lord. So don't give up. Don't give in. And uh, we will see. Continue. I want to say continue because yeah. we are seeing the glory of the Lord. And Amen. I believe that these are some of the greatest days that the church 
has ever seen. You know, the Bible says that the latter days will be greater than the former days. So, you know, and you even Amen. intimated this, you know, when, when the pressure is so great on one side, you got to know that the glory is even greater Yes, on the on. other side. So, so let that be a telltale to us to not give up, not give in and just with hands held high and faces low, surrender everything to Jesus. Well, John, this was awesome and long overdue and I knew it would be awesome. So thank you so much for sharing your heart and your wisdom and your wealth of experience. We sure love you guys. Man, thanks so much for the privilege and opportunity. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you felt encouraged and a little more equipped for the journey you're on this season. If you're interested in weekly mentorship in a small group setting or would like to find more worship resources, check it all out at worshipleaderscollective.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Connect, encourage, and equip. This is what we're all about at Wilco. We go together, not alone. Together, we can help move church forward.